What's the craziest advice someone has given you about your pregnancy? I was about eight months pregnant. I said something at a family dinner one Sunday about how I was scared of labor. My gram shouts out, You know, you should smoke a blunt. Now, my family's open about their green herb use. Most of my family will smoke from time to time, but my grandmother has never smoked in her life, so I was a bit confused. I just looked at her, and she keeps on going, If you smoke blunts well into your labor, it will keep you calm and help the pain. I'll find you some green herb. Just smoke it in the bathroom of the hospital. But wear socks. You have ugly feet, and the doctor won't help you if he sees your cracked heels. My Grammy sure is something. I didn't take her advice, and the doctor delivered my baby, even with my cracked heels. And once I had the baby and could reach my feet again, I made sure they weren't cracked anymore. Got severe itching all over my body during the seventh month. Did the routine test for liver function, all normal. Colleague advises, rub your husband's underwear, which he has left for wash or laundry, all over your body as a remedy for itching. No, I did not follow that advice. Oh, I was told that I need to shave down there or the baby will get carpet burn. Like, what? I feel like shaving down there would be the thing that gave the baby stubble burn. When I was pregnant past my due date, a co-worker advised me to drink cod liver oil mixed with vodka. Apparently, this mixture would upset my digestive system, give me horrible diarrhea, and thus trigger labor contractions. To clarify, I did not drink this combo to help with being overdue. I ended up several days later being medically induced, and the labor delivery was swift and baby healthy. He's a grown man now. That I should drink her crappy MLM aloe vera juice every day. It's not advisable for pregnant women. I knew when I started the story collection that it would be full to bursting with homeopathic crap, and I think we've done quite well to have this be our first story about it, to be honest. My labor should be painless because Jesus died and erased the pain during childbirth penalty humans got from Eve. If I feel pain, it's because I don't believe in Jesus' redemptive powers. That's... that's not how that works. That's not how any of that works. Was told not to drink hot tea because then I would boil my baby. The reasoning for this advice was that the umbilical cord acted as a sort of snorkel from the baby to the mother's navel. If the navel was submerged, the baby wouldn't be able to get air. I had a co-worker tell me that eating peanut butter, I was eating an apple with peanut butter on my lunch break, would give my baby cancer. I already thought she was the world's greatest idiot, so that nugget of wisdom was just confirmation. Don't raise your arms above your head. It will tangle the baby's cord and the baby will die. I came here having been given this advice as well. Even worse, the kid was born with the cord around his neck and needed to be delivered by C-section for other reasons. I could tell she wanted to say I told you so. Both mine had their cords wrapped and I had two C-sections, but cords wrapped aren't really that unusual. But I'm sure she would have loved to, I told you so, me. She's also the woman that told me she blames her 1970s potty training techniques for her daughter's bipolar. She feels like common practice was abusive and led to all of her daughter's mental health issues. Not to sit on stairs because it will cause you to have a miscarriage. People are crazy. According to my mother, everything can cause a miscarriage. Stairs, the silent killer. Coffee? Miscarriage. Tea? Miscarriage. Too much meat? Miscarriage. Not enough meat? Miscarriage. Sewing? Miscarriage. Paddling the school canoe? Oh, you'd better believe that's a miscarriage.
Had two miscarriages before finally having my daughter. Just bad luck chromosomal abnormalities. But she made sure to remind me not to do all those things again next time. You know, just in case. Thanks for the subtle blame, mom. Not me, but my sister. She had to have an emergency C-section when she had my niece. Her mother-in-law said she wouldn't be a real woman unless she had a natural birth. I was 18 when I had my son and was already terrified, had to be induced and ended up having to have a C-section because labor just wasn't progressing and his heart rate kept dropping. For the first year and a half of my son's life, my mother told me I wasn't a real mom because I had to have a C-section. My mother-in-law said it's okay to drink mixed drinks. She went on to say that my husband was a margarita baby. I now call him that when he gets on my nerves. That is hilarious. It's like, okay, margarita baby, whatever you say. My mother-in-law. Don't eat spicy foods or stand under the moon. Ugh. It's the full moon, not just the moon in general. This was a decade ago and my memory sucks. The spicy thing comes from the superstition that spicy foods will give your kid a birthmark. On my very first OB visit, first baby, they handed me a book about month-by-month pregnancy and said that if I had any questions, to just refer to the book. Then I said, well, what if the baby... She cut me off right there and pointed to the book and said, "Uh, uh, 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 it's in the book. I changed OBs. For those who are asking, my question was not in the book. I had questions about the baby being premature. My brother and I were born very premature and I was going to ask her about it. And my baby ended up being born three and a half months early, and I had a lot of complications prior to that. Being high risk is not fun. But he's healthy now. Wow, that is complete crap. Imagine if every doctor did that. What an idiot. Walks into doctor's office. Hey doc, I've been feeling nauseous and have had severe stomach pains for some time. Did you check WebMD? What? Did you check WebMD? Nah, I I figure... Uh, 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 I can't help people who won't help themselves. Well, seems that in some rare cases, the medical experts can be just as infuriating as the people around us, I guess. But still, folks, 99 times out of 100, listen to the people who've trained in this rather than your crazy homeopathic hippie uncle. Don't worry about the swelling and high blood pressure. That's normal, says my midwife, days before being induced, due to preeclampsia. Literally a life-threatening condition in some cases. A-plus midwifery. Oh, I've got this. The lady at the counter in the village bakery told me that I should smear my face with my man's splooge to counter pregnancy acne. It was the first time I'd ever met her. In high school, I read an article that said, in complete seriousness, women should give their men BJs every morning because morning sickness is caused by the body not being used to splooge. Younger me earnestly asked our medical teacher that question. Her tiny Christian body just froze. Looking back, it was a horrible idea and I can't believe I asked that. My entire family was super judgmental against breastfeeding for some reason. It was really strange. How long are you going to do that for? You're taking the joy of feeding the baby away from everyone, said my mother when I was breastfeeding. She came around though and ended up getting judgy about women who choose to formula feed. I'm not judgy, by the way. My mother-in-law said the same thing. She said I was preventing her son, my husband, from being a dad because I breastfed. Apparently the zillion other things he did as a parent besides feed her didn't make him a dad. What a nut. I'm in my 30s. When we had our kids, my mum kept telling me how when I was a baby, I was fed exclusively on formula because she was told by her doctors it was the best. She kept saying it, almost but not quite judging us for breastfeeding our own children. I honestly hear that from a lot of people our age. I'm just shy of 33. 
I wonder if there was a formula marketing shift in that time period. It's actually a real problem. Two generations of women were convinced through false advertising that formula was safer and healthier. This led to a loss of cultural knowledge on breastfeeding. My in-laws were fully supportive of my breastfeeding until my baby reached six months old. Then it went from, you're doing the best thing for him, to, when are you weaning? It doesn't expire, jeez. Ooh, I get to vent. My four-month-old has a cold and last week he was really fussy and wouldn't take a bottle at daycare. Until then, he'd been going back and forth between breast and bottle just fine. The daycare provider asked if I was still breastfeeding and if so, could I stop so he'd take a bottle better? Uh, no. He's back to normal now. I didn't fight to breastfeed through mastitis and a gigantic mother-fricking abscess just to quit at her convenience. Bottles are fine, but we like breastfeeding too. My grandmother made a comment about my weight gain with my first pregnancy around month five. For reference, I started severely underweight at 87 pounds and was closely monitored by my doctor because of it. At this point, I was nearing 125. When I told her that the obstetrician gynecologist was happy with where I was, she told me of her own doctor's advice in 1956. Smoke a packet of cigarettes per day to keep your weight down. The baby can gain its own weight after birth. Thanks, but no thanks, Grandma. One person told me I would never be able to fit a baby out of my body because I wasn't big enough down there, and to just get a C-section. Not a doctor. A random person who had literally never seen down there. No, I'm not going to get major surgery just because you don't think I'm large enough. I've had two successful natural births. My mom's a petite woman, and she naturally gave birth to my brother, who was really close to 10 pounds. They became quite the attraction in the hospital, as people saw the monster baby, checked the room number, then saw my mom, and wondered how the heck he got out of her. Pretty sure my mother-in-law had the same thing happen. My husband was a 10-pound baby with the widest shoulders on record at his hospital. That butthole neglected to tell me this until we were married. I have the sudden urge to shake my snoring boyfriend awake and demand every single one of his birth stats, shoulder width included. Are you me? This is literally the story of me. My mom barely comes up to my shoulder. I was 10 pounds, 6 ounces, and nurses stopped by for like 36 hours to see the tiny woman who gave birth to the Thanksgiving turkey. You can submit your own stories to be featured here on the channel. The story submission link is in the description below. And if you want to listen to some vibey music in the background, check out Easy Mode, also linked below, and subscribe. While pregnant with me, my mum was told that drinking beer would help her baby develop and be nice and chubby. I was five weeks early and barely six pounds. It could have been substantially worse, apart from being a really small baby, I didn't have any fetal alcohol-related health conditions. Conversely, when my grandma was pregnant with my mum, her first, in the 50s, the accepted wisdom was that smoking while pregnant was a good idea for first-time mothers, because it lowered their birth rate, which was supposed to make labor and delivery easier. But low birth weight is extremely dangerous and makes the process harder. My mum was born two months early and weighed about two or three pounds. She was so tiny that my grandma dressed her in baby doll clothing and my mum spent her first month of life in the hospital's NICU. That's insane. I wonder what medical knowledge that's commonly accepted today will turn out in the future to have been disastrously wrong. That if you try really hard and stretch a lot, you too can have a natural birth. Not actually a bad plan, as long as you don't wind up not fricking dilating after 30 hours and have an emergency C-section due to fetal distress because I just didn't try hard and stretch enough. Taking a bath can cause a miscarriage. 
To be fair, it was from my husband's incredibly sweet grandmother who meant well. She was 92 years old at the time and hadn't been pregnant in a very, very long time. She also had a good number of miscarriages. My father-in-law and his sister are 15 years apart in age, so I think she was coming from a different place than most. One of my work colleagues was obsessed with recommending that I eat citrus fruits, especially the easy-to-peel cutie tangerines. She was convinced that it would give the baby a higher IQ in the long run. So not really about pregnancy advice, but someone told me to put baking soda in a cup and pee on it first thing in the morning. If it fizzed, I was pregnant with a boy. If it did not fizz, I was having a girl. If it didn't involve literal baking soda, this sounds like some of the kind of medieval tests people would conduct on themselves way back when. Like peeing on a potted seedling and its growth determining whether you're fertile or not. Silly idiots. When I found out I was pregnant a fourth time, three losses in a row, I heard so many from strangers. Mine isn't necessarily advice, but more open mouth, insert foot. Are you sure this one's gonna work? I was also told that if I was on my cell phone or around my modem or router, it would cause brain damage to my unborn child. She's four, perfectly healthy, no brain damage, and let's just say it took a lot of medical attention to get her to full term. What caused my miscarriages? They said my hormones couldn't sustain a pregnancy, and after the third, I was told that with my hormone levels, getting pregnant again wouldn't happen. She was a surprise and the best one ever. It took an educated doctor that wanted the best outcome. Previous doctors just looked at my history and was like, sorry for your loss, maybe next time will go better. The best day of my husband and mine's life was finding out that she was alive, thriving, and having an amazing doctor who moved heaven and earth to make sure she'd make it. He was at work when I found out, and he actually yelled and his entire office heard him. He almost ran out of the office he was more excited than me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Sitting with my legs crossed will cause a miscarriage. Don't take a bath, it'll cause a miscarriage. Lifting more than five pounds will cause a miscarriage. Wearing tight-fitted clothes, you guessed it, miscarriage. Spicy food could cause a miscarriage. I worked retail. A stranger informed me that morning sickness and smell sensitivity isn't real while I was heading to the bathroom to throw up. Also had a customer tell me that the baby isn't actually affecting my bladder. Had a third customer tell me not to drink tap water. Can't remember why, probably causes miscarriages. My cousin tried to tell me that I had morning sickness because it's God's way of telling a woman she isn't ready for a baby. Had an anterior placenta, so we couldn't feel kicks until close to 30 weeks. My mum said there was no such thing and the reason we couldn't feel kicks is because I was fat. In conclusion, literally everything causes miscarriages and morning sickness is a lie. 
When I found out I was pregnant, a nurse friend of mine felt the need to rattle off an endless list of crap that could potentially be wrong with my baby. Another friend of mine, when I started telling people that I was pregnant after the three months and was accused of telling people too early, said, It doesn't matter when you tell people, you could have a miscarriage at any point during your pregnancy. They both meant well, but really guys, just shut up. My grandma constantly told me not to argue with my husband because it would cause the baby to be fussy and difficult. Frozen cabbage leaves in the bra to help with swelling and pain due to breastfeeding. While it did feel awesome for the whole minute or so that they stayed frozen, they eventually turned to mush and made a mess. Advice I wish someone had given me, get a mattress protector. Not just for when your water breaks, carrying a big baby next to your bladder means the act of rolling over in a bed can cause leakage. And if you're too tired after the birth to take the baby to a changing table or the floor, you're going to want a layer of protection on your mattress. Soon as that diaper is off, the baby will projectile poop. Sheets and walls can be washed, but mattresses can't. Poop explosions are real. Prepare yourselves. Now I want to add a really good mattress cover or pad to my registry. And make sure you register for two. When the baby pees all over the bed at 1am or your milk leaks everywhere in the middle of your night, you need a backup mattress protector for when the first one is getting washed. My mom was talking to my paternal grandma while pregnant with me, then winced because I was kicking her ribs. My grandma told her to swat it so it'll know. She wanted my mom to spank fetus me through her own belly for kicking her. After my mom told us that story, swat it so it'll know, became a common response anytime someone was complaining about something. Well, I'm the husband and father, but a doctor told my 38 or 39 week pregnant wife that her condition was no excuse to not keep me satisfied in the bedroom. Not even sure why it was brought up. She was just getting a regular checkup. I wasn't even there. The doc busts out with this. Not her regular doctor. Her regular doctor was also off pregnant. She was not impressed, to say the least. So there's the advice. Being pregnant is no reason to not please your significant other. Did he pass along that helpful advice to her regular doctor? I'm sure she would have been delighted to hear that a colleague was dispensing pearls of wisdom like that. She did, actually along with a letter to the head of medicine due to another incident. This was a new doctor and actually still on probation now. With my first baby, I had a random lady in a grocery store tell me to take a bath in bleach because it's good for the skin and for the baby's growth and development. I was mortified. I was told that heartburn during pregnancy meant that the child had a lot of head hair, had a crap load of heartburn, and kid had barely any hair. Oh, don't go swimming or the baby will drown, 25-year-old co-worker. All I could picture is the little nugget with a straw out of my hoo-ha to breathe. My friend's dad was a chiropractor. She told him that I'd had miscarriages. He told me, no wonder, you'll lose every pregnancy with a pelvis like that. Freaked me out so much and I guess I ruined the party by crying and leaving. And my friend was mad at me. I have back trouble, yes, but I have three children living. My adorable father-in-law told me I had to deliver naturally. If I had C-section, I wouldn't love my baby as much because I didn't suffer for him. First of all, the kid was comfortably sitting and was not turning around, you utter butthole. I was not about to risk my kid's life in a feet-first delivery, no sir. Second, a C-section is a major surgery and a pain in the bud, believe me, I did suffer. You try being cut open like that while awake and then deal with a feisty, colicky newborn while recovering from it. Third, really? I need to feel pain in order to love my child? I can't even. Fourth, you don't even have a uterus, old man. Zip it. Ah, that felt good. 
Not allowed to sew either using sewing machine or by hand. It will cause the umbilical cord to tangle. Just because you almost died carrying that one, don't let it stop you from having another one because all pregnancies are different. Okay then, I could potentially have two motherless children. Sounds like something a responsible adult should do. I had extremely high blood pressure and the placenta dropped so low the doctor said just bending over would cause a problem. They couldn't see the bottom on ultrasound and had to use the wand. I had such bad morning sickness and then when that was done I had acid reflux so bad I was throwing up 3-10 to times a day. I didn't gain any weight my whole pregnancy and couldn't eat. Doctor said just the elevation in blood pressure alone was reason enough to never do it again. Currently pregnant and currently dealing with my mother who became an anti-vaxxer 13 years ago. Just found out recently when I mentioned I got my Tdap and flu shot and I asked if everyone in the family was caught up because the baby is due next month and the flu season is right around the corner. She called me a freaking idiot for putting rotting DNA in my body while pregnant. She refuses to get a flu shot so I refuse to let her see her first grandchild. Not taking chances with my kid's life because you can't be bothered to do legitimate research or listen to me when I try and explain it to you. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories. Or if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot. Everything linked in the description.